so the so anyway, so the Gemara is going to talk about what is yeah, a year up now. Cover what Rabbi Meir sheet is. Uh, the the Rush quotes Rashi is saying that year is you're afraid that somebody is going to kill you, and he thinks that that's not correct because if, of course. That's mother even during the Amida, during Shmon Esrei. We're more make on Kriya Shema than we are in Shmon Esrei, uh, because uh, when you're in Shmon Esrei, when you're in Amida, you're Omei Lefei Melech. And there the Mishnah Fit Parak is going to say that even if, the, even if a snake is coiled around your leg, a non-poisonous snake, you're not allowed to interrupt. Uh, uh, even a Melech Hashal B'Shlomo, a Melech wouldn't kill him for not responding. Um, but we're more make on Kriya Shema, and therefore he says Dira would be apparent would be a Rebbe. Uh, the most interesting question, actually, is are you allowed in the middle of... Uh, and one exception, by the way, during Shema and Baroshenk, you're not allowed to interrupt for these. For Sarkona, you probably are allowed to interrupt. For Lahashiv is also during those two Sukkim, but it's the rest of Kriya Shema Uber Hosea. So the question is, what about if it comes to answering um, uh, Kaddish, or answering Barhu? Or answering kedusha, uh, what would the din be there? So this is machlokas harishonim. There are those who say that even though that would be considered a year, it's because the ribonu shalom, but it's not necessary because the reason why you would interrupt for those is because you want to praise God. But you're in the middle of praising God anyway in whatever you're doing, and there's no need to do so. However, the main, the mainstream, the the, the, the majority opinion, the one that's quoted in Shulchan Aruch, is that you are allowed to interrupt for baruchu, kaddish, uh, uh, kedusha. And the Ramah adds also there are two Amains that you're allowed to interrupt from. Now, I, I don't know if they state explicitly. Kaddish is probably only a Yehoshimei Rabbah Mavarachot, but I guess. I, it's not stated explicitly. Tosis, uh discusses this. I think he discusses this on... Um, no, it's not, it's not here. Tosis Toshis the Tzolan here. Um, but uh, but uh, the, the two Amains that the Ramah adds, and you should realize these are... Now one is even skipping. Now is one, one. I'm forgetting one is one of this in the Amen of Akela Kadosh. The Amen of Akela Kadosh is part of Kedusha. One of the things you should understand, as you probably know, the din. If you're in the middle of your Amida, and the uh, Chasan they do Chazar Sashatz, you have an Speedy Gonzalez minion for you at least, and uh, and they're flying in the middle of Chazar Sashatz, and you're still in the middle of your Amida. You haven't gotten to Yulerat Zone, and you, what do you do? So what do you do at that time when they reach Kedusha? You go silent. You stop. There's a question: Is it shtika? Is, is it uh, is it ona, In which case, that might create the very same problem again, which is a hefseh. Or you just do. Or is that is it okay? It's not a problem of a hefseh shemekona. Doesn't constitute a hefseh. Or you just stop because they're doing kedusha, but you don't want to. You're not saying anything, so you stop. So the question is: When do you restart uh, your amida? And the answer is after the amida kalakadosh. Amida kalakadosh is part of kedusha. Uh, kedusha begins with the kadesh, and kedusha ends with kalakadosh. Okay, so, and so that's it, that's a machlokas, but we say you do respond uh, to those things during the, uh, during your, during your Kriya Shema, uh, during Birchus Kriya Shema, uh, those are considered Meshiv Nehayira, so you could do it pretty much at any time. The only time you wouldn't do it is again during Shema Baruch Shem, and the other time, you, and there's a, another place you wouldn't do it, which is uh, between Elokechem uh, and MS. But there, the solution is very simple. If you should never be in between those two. You say Hashem Elokechem MS. The Gemara will talk about that on the bottom of Yudal Mav, the top of Yudal Mav days. Uh, and at that point, even though uh, there is a question in the Rishonim about this, whether or not between Elokechem and MS is that called, uh, in other words, Rabbi, Rabbi Yehuda says you shouldn't be mastic between, between Elokechem and MS. 
So does that mean that between Elf Kechem and Ames is treated like Emtza HaPerek? Because there are things you, you're mafsed against HaPerek. As you would have thought, between Elf Kechem and Ames is considered a Baprakim, or Bain HaPerakim. Uh, and what Rehud is saying is that, no, it's like Emtza HaPerek. Or do we say, no, even that you're not allowed to do, that you can't be mafsed in between. And so the practice is you're not mafsed in between, but you say Hashem Elf Kechem Ames, and then if, if you're considered Emtza HaPerek, and if it is Shom Ne'ayira, or Meshem Ne'ayira, probably the way we Paskin, so then you're allowed to do so, otherwise you don't. Okay. So the Gemara says, uh, seven lines from the bottom of your Gemara base, Ubaprakim Shol, the Chulay. Meshiv Machamas Bais. I mentioned this when we did the Mishnah. Rabbi Meir says, Shol Meir or Meshiv. So Shol Meir, you can ask for someone that you have to show off for, and you're Meshiv. So the Gemara says the following Meshiv Machamas Bais. E Lema Mitnei Hakavod. So it's now talking about Bain of Baprakim, meaning between chapters. So even when they are covered, when it says Shalt, they are covered, Umeshiv, Hashta Mishal Shoyal, Hadurimi Boy. If the Mishnah says you're allowed to take the initiative yourself to be Shoel for someone because um, uh, that you should show covered to, not more, but covered, so if you're allowed to initiate then, of course you can respond to someone if that same person you can say good job is to so if Kavachomer if they good job, say good job is to you you can respond because that would be much more disrespectful so if that's the case so why does the wiser may have to say Shol Me'ach Kavod Umeshev of course Meshev so Hashem Mishal Shoyal Hadurim Yiboy Ela Shol Me'ach Kavod Umeshev Shalom Mechal Adam so it must be our mayor holds that no that your Shol Me'ach Kavod Baprakim between chapters and then your meshiv from one level lower down, which is the chaladim. And then the gemara continues. Ema seifa over emtza shol me'ayira meshiv. Same problem. Meshiv mechmas pai ilem me'ayira hashter meshiv shol adurim boyev me'akavod. So it must be a mere holds that the bein baprakim your shol me'akavod meshiv shol mechaladim, and the emtza your shol me'ayira meshiv me'akavod. So the gemara says, if that's the case. That's the case. I need Rabbi Yehuda. The term Rabbi Yehuda Omer be'emsa shomer yom meishiv me'akavod. Rabbi Prakim shomer kameishiv chadam. So what's the machlokus between Rabbi Meir and uh, and Rabbi uh, and Rabbi Yehuda? So the Gemara answers no. Chasurim mechasur v'hachi katani. Rabbi Prakim shomer me'akavod ve'intzarach lomer shomeishiv ve'emsa shomer yir ve'intzarach lomer shomeishiv dira Meir. And then Rabbi Yehuda Omer ve'emsa shomer yir meishiv me'akavod. Rabbi Prakim shomer kameishiv shom chadam. So the Gemara says chasur tzuru mechasur, and what it means is. This chasur mechasra, incidentally, is a very unusual chasur mechasra. Normally, the way chasur mechasra works is that there's a topic that's missing in the Mishnah, and the Gemara now has to insert that topic. In other words, you go, you go from A to B, and B doesn't seem to be addressing what A is. So we say chasur mechasra, and there's another case that wasn't mentioned in the Mishnah that's being addressed here. There is no, there's nothing here. What is this chasur mechasra? It's just reinterpreting. And he's saying, umeshiv means, and of course umeshiv. So you look at Rashi, he writes, chasur mechasra, the havel and the mister mitavayo, v'ein sarach lomar, v'tu lef shunamidi. So basically, what, what the chasur mechasra is, is not really the classic chasur mechasra. It's just saying, and understand that meshiv means, you can fill in the words, v'ein sarach lomar shunamidi. That's not really what a classic chasur mechasra is. It's really just an interpretation of what meshiv means. That course, in other words, you're Shom and Ayur, and of course you're Meshiv. You're Shom and Ayur, and of course you're Meshiv. Okay. Tanya uh, Nami Hachi, we have a Bryce that taught that way as well. 
Now, it would have been nice if the Gemara told us what the din is here. The Bryce tells us, but it doesn't tell us what the din is. The Bryce tells us that uh, if you have a situation where you run into to uh, uh, um, Rabbo or someone who's greater than you, so we don't know what are those Yira covered. It just says, Shlom Ve'etzor So again, we don't know which of those cases, or both, or one of the other applies to. And Rabbi Hudam, All right, fine. So that's the end of the Mishnah. Uh, what was the Tana? What is the Tana? He's the guy who recites the Mishnah of Rises. He's the memorizer. So Achi uh, was the Tana in Rabbi space. So he asked Rabbi the following question. Uh, potentially because he was a Tana, so he didn't know how to think necessarily. He just knew how to memorize. So he, he needed to extrapolate now. So he asked Rabbi Chiyah, What's the din in Halal and Megillah? Miam Rinan, so you're in the middle of Megillah, uh, and in Megillah, I forget which one of the Rishonim this comes up in, or maybe it's in the maybe it's in the commentary in the Rush, either the Debrei Hamudos or the uh, whatever, whatever, or the uh, Madani Yontov, uh, both I think by the author of the uh, Baltosis Yontov, I think it's Yontov Litman Heller. So I think those are his commentaries on the Rush. I think most most of the commentaries on the Rush, right print, I think, are his. If I'm not mistaken, it's actually very good if you want to learn, if you want to get a lot of the Shulchan Aruch and the Shach and the Tari on the Torah and the Mefarshim and the Shulchan Aruch, just, just read through the commentaries in the bottom of the Rush. Because that's, the Tosh, that's what he ends up doing there. So you get a nice, uh, any discussions you want to see to familiarize yourself, you often will have a lot of that. So, um, um, so anyway, so somebody talks about what is, what is in Hallel, what is Bakrakim and what is Ba'im. So that's pretty straightforward. Hallel ha- is comprised of six misborim of Tehillim. So presumably, um, the what would be considered uh means in the middle of any of the uh any of the any of the Kapitalach of Tehillim. And what would be considered Baprakim in between? Between the Mizmor of Tehillim. What presumably does not include, I don't remember if he talks about this, is between the Bracha and the first Basa. I imagine that would have the same din as like Elotechem uh, and MS, because if you're Mastic, even for a good reason, between the Bracha and the first Pasuk of Hallel, then you have to make another Bracha. Uh, we did not learn yet, we're going to get to in the sixth parak, what happens if you are uh, you're making a Hamotzi at your Shabbos meal and then you realize there's no salt, and you need salt for this bread. This is, this is a, let's say, good Friday pita, they like salt's a lot, right? It salts a lot, so but so pita has salt in it probably. If it didn't have salt, then it would probably taste terrible. Um, but let's say you have a bread that has no salt in it. It's really pascha really flour and water, and you need salt for this bread. It's not a, it's not a bracha, a bracha's not mudares if it's on this really awful bread. So you bring salt, but no, if they forgot to bring salt to the table, or uh, the Gemara will talk about, uh, there are different opinions in the Gemara, but we accept all of these. Let's say, any of you have a pet at home? I used to have a cold fish. I don't know if the din applies to the gold. Let's say you have, let's say you have an animal. You have a dog. You have a cow. So you have to feed your animals. So the chaltava savata. What's so funny about that? You said you have a dog. You have a cow. I mean, and fair one. I don't know. That's pretty far out there. And the sticks today. Cows today. Pigs. Are they allowed? Are chickens allowed in Tina? You're not allowed to have chickens. That uh, should be fun. All right. So anyway, so out in the sticks and Fairlawn, where you have pigs and chickens and cows and and, and, uh, and dogs, so let's say let's say the Capitankers forgot to feed Fido uh, or feed Bessie 
and they're eating. And the halacha is v'nasati isa b'sadachal v'emtecha. And then v'yachal tavasavata. You're not supposed to eat their acharetz until you fed your animals. Kavachomer when you have a waitstaff. You're mechuyev to let them eat first before you ask them to serve the company when they haven't eaten. And then the midas chasidus is you make sure they get the taste of all the foods, not just one food. The Gemara in Ksubis tells a story of two, two Amorim, one of them who used to make sure that the Shamashim got to eat their fill before they had to serve at the Suda, so it wouldn't be cruel to them. But he gave them only one food. And the other one let him taste them all the foods. And the first one, Elio, didn't come at a chavachavachavusa with. The other one, Elio, Mishnai, by day, he used to have a chavusa with him because he was a chassid, he was a tzaddik. The first one, so you also find he did what he's supposed to do, but but really you have to have sensitivity. So you have to sensitivity to the animals, chavachomer for the people who work for you. So uh, so the Gemara says you re- you and you realize oh you haven't given Fido or Bessie their food, so you're allowed to say give the animals their food. They forgot to bring melach. You can say bring melach even though it's between the bracha and the eating. It's not a hefse because it's l'tzorach achiva. Even, but in this case, you wouldn't say that. It, 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 it might be mutter to be mafsik and halal, but if you just made the bracha on the Ligmoras halal, the Kroos halal, and you haven't started the halal yet, so it might be that it's mutter lahasik mitzad, mitzad, that it's an appropriate thing to do to greet someone, to, to return Shalom Aleichem, to return to Shabbos, but then you would be, it's not Litzorah halal, it's not Litzorah bracha, therefore it comes to the hefsek. So make sure you say the first possible. But anyway, the question is from Megillah, what would Bain Abrahim be? What would be, you know, between the chapters? Literally, Ba Prakim? It's not the Prakim. The Prakim are a Goyish innovation. Parshish. And some of them are definitely in the wrong place. But in the Parshish, you have, I think it may be in the Madaniyot or Lechachum, that says that it, even Parshish Stuma, that would constitute Ba Prakim. That would be between things, and that would be the place. So the Gemara's question is, Miam Rinan, so what's the din by Halal and Megillah? Miam Rinan, Kabachomer, Krishma, the Raisa Posek, Halal, the Rabbana, they don't even get into Megillah, Mibai. Odilma Pirsuma Nisa Adif, that Halal, that Pirsuma Nis, and what about Megillah? So you know the Gemara in Megillah, in the first parak, I think Dr. Yudal had asked the question, why don't we say Halal on Purim? Gemara has three answers. Number one, is the Megillah is the Halal. Number two, is you don't say Shira on a nation of the And number three, is that uh, in Halal we say that we're, we're, we're Abdei Hashem, but here we're Akati Abdei Hashem Hashem, we're still, uh, we're still uh, um, subservient. If, that were, if you accept really a third answer that may be in Eretz Yisrael today, they should, uh, they should um, yeah, say Halal on Purim too. I, I don't the think it is. What? The oh, I said if, it, if it's the third answer is the reason why. Uh, if it's Akati Abdei Hashem yeah. Hashem, so then you can talk about it. If you're saying Halal about the Nase of Purim, and even after Nisipur, they were still of the Hashem. Correct. So the, no, no, the, the whole point is you don't say, the first answer is, we do say halal. It's called the Megillah. The second answer is, no, we don't say halal because it's a Nisim Shem The third answer is, no, we would say halal even on Nisim Chutz Laretz. Megillah is not halal, but the reason we don't say halal is because it doesn't merit halal because we didn't achieve sovereignty, because we're still Abdei HaShem. So I'm saying if the third reason is the real reason, then there is a so you should say halal on, on Purim. Unless you would argue, you could argue. That, was my, that wasn't for Purim. No, that was not, that it's a different days. No. Yeah, oh, oh, no, 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 no. Oh, oh, oh. So you think because the nays didn't achieve that? Yeah. Okay, but it might have been a halal of the gula. Okay, fine. Because even yeah, even during the times of Purim, they're presumably still saying halal on like Pesach. No, correct. All right, fine, fine. Okay, 
Okay. Anyway, so so maybe that Amar Gemara anyway is assuming when we ask the question, there's why where did Megillah disappear? So the answer is Megillah is a hollow. That's what it sounds like from this Gemara. Lewis? Maybe too tangential, but what's your sock for um, Yaman's mood? <laughs> too tangential. <laughs> I, I stay with Bracha. Okay. Uh, I think we uh, the, uh, why are uh, you mean well no, it's the same thing we passed in that way it doesn't even have the mylar of uh, yes but it's the raisa it should be the same thing as Kriyashla which I believe it is I think that's how the Shulchan Aruch Paskins um, I just I will want I do want to respond to your question but in a different way whether or not you say a bracha if you say how in Yom Atzmaut, your Zionist credentials are acceptable. The question of whether you make a bracha often boils down to your gen- not whether you're a Zionist, but whether what is your approach to halacha, your technical considerations. You know, the people who wouldn't say halacha, wouldn't say a bracha there are people who are probably you know more conservative, lowercase c, in many other manifestations. It, it can. I grew up in a shul where. Um, I, I went to a yeshiva through sixth grade. I didn't know what Yom Ha'atzmaut was. My parents weren't anti-Zionist, but it wasn't really a thing in the community. I don't know if it was a big a deal, like in certain places, like if you were in, you know, certain schools that were rah 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 Zionist, so probably Yom Ha'atzmaut was everything. But I, I went to Yeshiva Spring Valley. We didn't know what Yom Ha'atzmaut was. Uh, and, um, uh, but in our shul, at least when I was old, by the time I was going during the week, so this is what we used to do on Yom Ha'atzmaut. We used to say Tacharim, and we used to say Halal without a bracha. No. So you look, normally if you say someone says Tachanon, you know, somebody's thinking they're anti-Zionist or something like that. It's like, no. No, the reason you say Tachanon is because it doesn't say in Shulchan Aruch that this is one of the days in which you don't say Tachanon. So you say Tachanon. But it's worth celebrating. It's a really great day for Klai's So we say Halal. But it's not one of the cases listed in the Gemara. And there's already a big fight over things that are just minhag. That we're going to, I'm going to talk about in a few minutes about Rosh Chodesh. So therefore, we don't say uh, Bracha because Sabbath Bracha is not. There you go. That's not too complicated. But so everybody, it's not, you're bona fides as a Zionist, are not determined by whether you say bracha on halal yom atzmah. That, that is reflective more of your technical halachic, uh, you know, approach. Right? The Rav used apparently, at least I think Roshachah says the Rav's approach was that you don't say halal yom atzmah, but you do say Yerushalayim, because Yerushalayim is the day that it actually happened, yom atzmah is not, or something like that. It's like, these are all technical considerations. It's not whether you're a Zionist or not. Meshach is a very big Zionist. But if you may not say a bracha on Halim, I promise you he's a, he's a rah-rah Zionist. Mm-hmm. Okay. As much as Meshach can be rah-rah. But, you know... Um, okay. So, any, so, the Gemara's question is, does the person of Hanais override? So, the Gemara says that he responded, he responded, and the, the, there was a question of what the Havamina was, but the Maskana is, your posek like you are in Kriyashma under the same rules. Um, fine. So then the Gemara says, "Amarava Yamim Shayachad Gomer Bemesahalal Beimperek Leperek Posek Beimsaperek Eno Posek Beyamim Shena Yachad Gomer Bemesahalal Afilu Beimsaperek Posek." So here, this, this is a reference to a Gemara in uh, Arachin, uh, where the Gemara, I think, Adaf Yud, talks about Yamim Shayachad Gomer Bemesahalal. There are eighteen days in Eretz Yisrael, eight days of Hanukkah, eight days of Sukkot, one day of Shavuos. One day of Pesach, that's 8 plus 8 plus 1 plus 1. Now, now when we say Hayachid Gomer Mimasahal, that's also very complicated. What does Yachid mean? So Tosin says, so Yachid just means that it wasn't a whole Sibur together, as it was in the Besamekdash by Karban Pesach, which incidentally wasn't really the whole Sibur either, because they had three shifts, because they couldn't fit everybody in. But the point is, the whole Sibur was there, uh, um, and that's that's a, that's that's the Sibur's Gomer But all it means, Yachid Gomer Sahal, means as a Chiyod to say Hala, whether you're Yachid or whether you're in a Sibur. Yeah, you know, what are Yom and in Eretz Yisrael? In Chutzlar, you add three more days. The second day Shluis, 
second day of Pesach, and then the ninth day of Sukkot, Simchasar. Fine. So, the Gemara here distinguishes between those, and days that Yachad ain't Gomer Sahalo. When is it Yachad not Gomer Sahalo? Or when are we not Gomer Sahalo? So, the answer is on Rosh Chodesh and on the last uh, days of Pesach. Why don't we say Halal on the last days of Pesach after the first day? So, some people say, I don't know if there's a medrash or somewhere, but it's against the Gemara, that, uh, that because you can't say Halal Shalem on the last day of Pesach, because Ma said that Yadai Tovim Bayom, the Atem Omrim Shira, that was what God said to the Malachi Asheris, they wanted to sing this week's Parsha, they wanted to sing Shira. Yesterday they wanted, they wanted to sing Shira on Shabbat Shira because the Jews were saved and God said, the Egyptians, they're my creatures, they're all dying in the sea, you can't sing Shira. The Kalei Yisrael sang Shira because they were saved. The Malachi Asheris weren't saved. But because you don't want to say somehow Halal Shalem on the last day of Pesach, therefore it would be inappropriate to be saying it on the days of Halamite also. It would be other from the last day, therefore we only say it on the first day. That's not the reason why. The real reason why is what the Gemara says is that you only say Halal additionally on a Chag when the Karban is different. So in Sukkot, each of the days the Karban was different because the Parim, the Pari Chag were Holchim Mismatim, 13, 12, 11, 10 through 7. Therefore each day's Karban was different, therefore each day got a Halal. But Pesach, you know, if you're a Balkore, you know that when you the, the Pesach, the, the Maftir is the same every single day. I mean, we we we, hide, we cut out the first couple of Sukkim when it's not Yom Tov, but uh, but but uh, and when it's not the first day. But Pesach, it's the same Maftir throughout because because Torah, all the Karbanos each day of Pesach, the Karbanos was identical, and therefore you only say Halal one day of Pesach. But on, on Sukkot, the Karbanos Achad each day was different. That's why they each get their own hal, their own day, own hal. Fine. So, the, uh, anyway, so the Gemara here says that if the day that Yachad does not go by Mesahamel, then you can be posted even, uh, even in the Emsahaparek. Um, now, the understanding of this generally is that your posted by Emsahaparek, uh, like it was, Bainaprakim, meaning you're allowed to be Shalom, and have a couple of Meshach Shalom as opposed to if this were Halal, Shayach, Yom, and Shayach, and Gomer, Mesahamel, so then, you would not allow the emsa a parak of halal in the middle. In the middle of a chapter, you would not be allowed to be. You would not allowed to be shown nehakavod and meishu shalachalodim. You can only be shown nehayira or meishu nehakavod. So uh, the Gemara then tells a story. Vaha Rabba Bar Shaba ikalal gabe the Ravina the Yamav Shnei Yachid Gomer Sahal Hava velopasikle and he didn't stop for Ravina. So the answer is Shani Rabba Bar Shaba. Ravina didn't stop for him. So the answer is Shani Rab Bar Shabbat, the Lachashim of Ravina. Ravina didn't hold of him. The reason why he wasn't sure is because he didn't think he deserved covered from him. Okay, that's very straightforward. Now, there's a really, really, really important Tosos here, um, this big Tosos, uh, which I assume you all looked at. Um, it, 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 if you have the time, if you're up in the case, you should look at Tosos. This is a very important Shas Tosos because there's a major machlokus between Chachme Sarad and Chachme Ashkenaz, although in different, uh, in different degrees as to what is the din of a bracha on something that you're not strictly obligated to. The focus of the discussion here is on halal on Rosh Chodesh. Halal on Rosh Chodesh is only a minog. That's why we're not gomer b'hanesa halal. Uh, and the question is, do you make a bracha or not? Ephraim, what do you do? I don't say bracha. You don't say a bracha. Um, I'm sure Rani doesn't either. There is, so this is the interesting case where the Ramam and the Rif, as understood, do not agree. Um, the, now, this has spillover effect. Uh, much more... Well, that's a very common occurrence. Um... It has a spillover effect in the question: Can women make brachas on mitzvah as man grama? In there's the machlokas at the core between Rama and Tosis is whether you make a bracha on something you're not machloiv and it's only minog. <coughs> Are you allowed to do that? Uh, interestingly enough, there is a Ramban that's quoted by the Beis Yosef. So, and when it comes to Halel, when it comes to Halel, um, presumably the last days of Pesach should be the same as Rosh Chodesh. Um, I don't know. I assume that you also don't make the last days of Pesach. 
Well, you could just say Likro. That's not why. The so reason the, is because... The, the Sfarim that, that say Rachel will say Likro instead of Likmar. So there's a Ramban... It's usually assumed that the last days of Pesach had the same dim as Rosh Chodesh. There's a Ramban that the Beis Yosef quotes in Hilchus Pesach somewhere. The Ramban thinks that even though you don't make a Bracha on Rosh Chodesh, you would on, uh, on Pesach. I, d- I don't know, think that he offers... I don't know if he offers a Sfarim. Why? Um, uh, it, it may be the, the obvious logic is that Pesach really is a din in Halal. It's a, you say Halal for Yom Tov, and, and we would have said in Rosh Hashanah and Kippur too, except that, ma, you know, that Sifrei Chaim and Sifrei Pesuchim, Sifrei Chaim and Sifrei Mesur Pesuchim Lefanai, the Yisrael Omer Shira. That's the Gemara Rosh Hashanah says. That's why we don't say Halal. If you think Davide on Yom and Arayim is long enough, we don't at least say we're spared to say Halal. So, uh, so that may be something to the fact that it's Yom Tov. So the Chodesh is a middle of the Damre. So, the, the, the really, the discussion hinges upon the two major Gemaras that serve as a riot. The first one is this Gemara, which Rabbi Yonah already thinks, I think, is a pretty, I think this is one of the riots he likes, which is, if you don't say a bracha on a hala when you're not, uh, when, when it's a chati hala, you have to go over him, so why do you, what's the chiddush you're being posek in the middle? Of course you can be posek, like, what's the... It sounds from the Gemara that you that 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 on the other page in Ayachid Gomer Sahalel, so Emsa uh, Perach has the same thing as Bein Abrachim. But uh, but so if you don't make a bracha, what's the? Well, of course, of course you can you can, you can interrupt for anything. You can interrupt because you want to discuss the you know how the Rangers are doing, whatever it is, whatever you want to talk about. I mean, it would not be the nicest thing, but there's no Easter certainly to say your job is to somebody, even if he's the Shachel Shabbosholim that you don't deserve that deserve any cover. Why not? It's, if you just say to him. If I'm saying kill him, and someone walks in, even if I don't owe them cover, I say hello if I want to be polite. It's not a problem. I, you know, especially in Ashkenazi, I shouldn't do it in the middle of the Pasuk, but there's a shame I should in the middle of the Pasuk. But outside of that, what's the Kiddush? So it sounds from our Gemara, you do make a bracha. More significantly, is a Gemara in... T- in t- does, that, does that mean that he assumes that if you're saying Kriyashima, not in Birchus Kriyashima, but just to be Yote, the Mitzvah, so then you could also just... No. Well, no, except that there, you're Mechuyif in the Mitzvah, and you're speaking, you're, you're being Kabbalah. So that that meaning... But here, here... It's just a minute to read these to read to read these the mizmorim, right? So it's not it's not you are mechuyev to read kriyashma. You made brachas earlier, so now you're reading kriyashma again, right? One of the things you could ask, I thought this was other question. Let's say you start to say kriyashma, not without brachas, and then some, you have to interrupt or something. So mistama, you can interrupt and you have to start kriyashma all over. In other words, because it's like if I were reading, if I pull my ticket off the shelf and I'm reading the parsha of kriyashma because I'm laying parshas veschanim or laying parshas ekev. Of course, I, I'll get to the other pasuk. I'll stop. So the Chorah, it should be possible to say that if you decide, okay, this will just now be psukim now. I'll restart later. Now I'll interrupt. Um, I think you know. I, I think you should be allowed to do that. Um, but how? Certainly, it's just a minute to read these mizmorim. They're no brachos, so why can't you interrupt? There's a gemara in uh, in Tainus that the Rishonim quotes. Just quotes it that Rav visited Bavel. He's equal to Bavel. I don't. Know. He moved to Bavel, but I, maybe this was before he moved, so he was visiting. And whatever particular town, and he saw that they were reading Halal and Rosh Chodesh. And he was going to interrupt them. Stop, what are you doing? You don't say Halal and Rosh Chodesh. And then he saw them skip the two halves, you know, of Kuf uh, Tezvav and Kuf Tezayin, which we skipped the first half, so we'll, that's what we're dialing on. So once Rav saw that, so he said, okay, fine. So the Rishonim point out, because they were don't emphasize, it sounds like Rav got to Shul on time. He, wasn't, he didn't come to Shul in the middle. He was Ikla on the Bavel. He goes to Shul. So, if they didn't say a bracha before the halal, why did Rav think that they would say? He would have realized. Of course he would have realized that doing some minog of, of reading the psukim of Tillam. It must be that he heard them say a bracha, and then they start to say halal, 
And until he skipped, he thought they might actually be saying halal for real, and you're not supposed to say full halal. It's not appropriate to say full halal on Rosh Chodesh. Now, so that's, that's Tosirai. He does ask another question, well, why didn't Rav listen to the Nusach HaBracha? Because, now, I think, Minag Ashkenaz, we always say, Lekroes uh, Halal. But there are those who say that you're supposed to say on the days that a Yachid Gomer Masal, you say Ligmar Asalal, and on Rosh Chodesh, and on the last days of Pesach, presumably you would say Lekroes uh, Halal, uh, because you're not Gomer the Halal. So Tosa says that really you could say either Bracha, it doesn't make a difference. And it sounds like in Tosa's time they did make the distinction. And Tosa says the only reason why we changed the Nusach Bracha, it's an announcement, it's to remind people. Right? You know, you can imagine, people will get confused when it is Rosh Chodesh Tedes. So it's in Hanukkah too, so somebody's going to be confused, he's clearing a thing. Is it really it didn't? Hanukkah is it didn't Rosh Chodesh. So we just make the announcement, Ligmar Sahal. So he doesn't have to do all his lambdas, he just knows to say the entire thing. So that's what Tosa says. The rift sheet is very interesting because what, what, what people get fixated on is Yomim Shayachid Gomer Ben So most Rishonim say it's not Dafke Yachid, it's to exclude the Erev Pesach and the Besam Ekdash. But the rift seems to have taken it literally that on the 18 or 21 days, or it's Yisrael Chutz Laret, it's Yomim Shayachid Gomer Ben means even if you're to make it to Shul, you have to say Halal. But in Rosh Chodesh, if you're to make it to Shul, you're no fear to say Halal. It's only when you're in the Tzibur. It means, according to the Rif, that when you daven b'tzibur or Rosh Chodesh, or the last days of Pesach, you make a bracha. When you daven at your home at those occasions, you don't make a bracha. So, I thought that opinion is quoted in the Shulchan Aruch, some of the Echonim. I don't know if the, maybe the Habit doesn't quote that, so you're telling me at least your, as far as you know, the Menagas Haradim is. I'm sure that, I'm for sure that, uh, you know. I, I know that, that there's sort of some that, that do make a bracha sometimes. I just don't know which you got. I got it. Okay. So, which Rani, we're here with, can ask him uh, what their practice is. But bottom line is that Ashkenazim make today make the bracha of Ligmoris and Likroas Halel, and we do it all the time. And we make and whenever we say Halel, which is on uh, Rosh Chodesh and on uh, and on the last days of Pesach, so we do that. And, th- and now Tosus Derech Agav just points in the right to this that women make brachos on Mitzvahs Mankama. The Rambam would say, well, in Chalami, that's a problem too. Um, it boils down to there's a Gemara in Sukkah that talks about Arava. We, when we take the Arava. Uh, on, uh, on the last time Rosh Hashanah we don't make a bracha Gemara says it's only a minhag so that's what the Rambam points that's what somebody trying to point to it's only a minhag you don't make a bracha and others say no the minhag of Chavata that okay so you, you, you tap the thing here or you, put the, you hold the thing on that's not really such a big deal that deserves a bracha but when you're reading Hala when you're doing actual real mitzvahs even if you're not to do so you can still make a bracha Okay, so that's why Sardi, generally speaking, Sardi women do not make brachas on Mitzvah and Ashkenazi women do make brachas. Right. The funny thing you might jokingly say when it comes to Trillin, not that I, I rest assured, if Ronnie were here, he would laugh. I assure you there's no Syrian woman who puts on film. It's not that no woman puts on film. They don't have a Havam you need to put on film. They would laugh at you probably if you suggested it. But according to the Mahabra, a woman can wear Trillin, just can't make a bracha. According to the Ramah, well, if a woman put on film, she could make a bracha, but we're not supposed to put on tefillin. So nobody, nobody at least is, nobody's putting, nobody should, nobody's putting on tefillin. Some because they can't, and some because they just couldn't imagine doing so. And certainly nobody would make a bracha because if you don't put on tefillin, you can't make a bracha. And if you're sorry and you can put on tefillin, but and you were putting on tefillin, you still wouldn't make a bracha. Okay, fine. Um, so now the Gemara continues. Uh, and the Gemara says, by the way, just for if you're interested in further exploration, um, I don't know if I am, if you did, did we did Psachim, um, there's a very important Yerushalmi about what, did I get share this last year, is it before Pesach? Um, about whether you make a bracha 
and how, what you say halal shul, what, what to deal with brachos are, and where the brach and the seder. It's a very long discussion on Epsachim. Big machlokas so It's a very long run in Ramban. The, the relevant passage in Tosis here talks about that due difficulty we do Shalmi about the brachal asher galanus. So if you're interested, it's in the latter part of this Tosis. I think we did I know we did read the Pesachim. I, 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 I didn't share since. It might, have, it might have been a KJ before Pesach or something like that. Okay. Fine. So now the Gemara continues. So he read a different Tana. His name was Ashir, and he asked Rabbi the following question. If a person is fasting, he is ensconced in Tainus. I don't know. Is, is there a good English word for Sharui? The, the, the beauty of Hebrew is that the, the passive, can't, you can passivize things so easily. In English, you need to find another word. Sharui is, you know, to be Shora is to dwell. To be Sharui, you know, is to be ensconced. Uh, could be. Well, no, he's not enveloped in a Tanis. He might be ensconced in a Tanis. So, if someone is fasting, What would they make in a Tanis? Based upon this language, uh, the Bishonim assume that this is not talking about a Tanis that the Tzibur is fasting. It means your own personal private Tanis. So, when you accept it upon yourself the day before not to eat, are you allowed to taste food? Now, what, do you, what does it mean that you taste food? So, the Gemara is going to say it's less than a Revius. So the Gemara now, the question is, did you, did you accept upon yourself not to eat? And that's not eating, if you spit it out. Or did you accept upon yourself not to get any hana in the, in the mouth of the food? This, by the way, could have nafkaminas, incidentally, when it comes to brushing one's teeth with water. Uh, if you're using just toothpaste, the mouthwash is not a problem. That's not food. It's not roi lachila. But with water on a, on a regular fast day, it could be, could be relevant. Um, so the Gemara says... Amar Lei Ravami responded to Hashi and he said, "Torn day bekachlum, you can be torn. It's not a problem." Tanya nami hachi matemes ena tura bracha vashari betainus toin be bekachlum. So someone who wants to taste the food is it is it is it is it too salty? They need to check the food. Uh, so they're allowed to be toim, and you don't require bracha. And someone who shari v'tanus is toim ve'emikachlom. Ad kama rabbi ravasi tami ad shir riviasa. So here there's a big machlokas we showed him. Everybody agrees on a fast day you're not allowed to swallow. But what about on a regular day? You're in the kitchen. You're in the kitchen. Probably most people don't know this thing. You're in the kitchen and you're making food for Shabbos and you need to taste something. You're just going to taste a little taste, like half a spoonful. So the question is, do you have to, if you want to swallow, do you have to make a bracha on that? It's machlokas we showed him. The Raman says you don't. Uh, other Bishonim Tosus assumes that you do. The Mahabar quotes both Deus and the Ramah says, So if you actually need to taste the food, uh, and you can only really taste it well by swallowing, and incidentally, talking about, you could taste different foods. I mean, you, you, again, your kavan is not something to sate yourself, is actually to check the food. So you can be telling less than a revise, less than a revise, you can swallow without a bracha, Jake. I was once bringing pasta on circus, and so if, I'm, and so if I taste a piece of pasta, like the wild spoiling, to make sure it's ready or not. Do I do sauce? I don't make a bracha there. Correct. Do I need a? No, because really sukkah only re- you have, you requires shear anyway to be in sukkah. That's a famous mishnah. They brought Rabbi Tzadok, uh, uh, and they brought somebody Mayim and, and Shtekosavos, and he said halam sukkah. And then Rabbi Tzadok they brought stuff. He was koach yada b'mata, and he ate, and there was less than a kibetz or something like that. So you'd have to have a shear. And by te'ima, I, I think there's a double pasuk te'ima wouldn't require it. You know, even if Tima you're allowed to taste more than Ravius, it would be Tima not Achila. So, anyway, bottom line is the Ramaz, I'm sure most, most of us avoid that. We just decide to eat some or something like that I have more than Ravius. But I'll pee in if you're tasting food in the kitchen. Uh, and you might want to, uh, you know, uh, if you're tasting food in the kitchen, so uh, you can taste. And you, uh, not on a fast day. On a fast day, you have to spit it out. 
Uh, and it may not even apply. It may not even apply to our fast days because those are obligatory. But if your own personal fast day, let's say you're makabel pinus, let's say pinus, and that some people were fasting on on uh, yom kippur katan for Israel, so on those fast days you can be told you have to spit it out. But if you're tasting on a regular basis, not on a fast day, then you can swallow if it's less than rabies. Some even want to say that on a fast day you could be telling more than rabies because you're spitting it out. What difference does it make? But, uh, but, but certainly when you're talking about a bracha, it has to be less than rabies. Is there Most an implication for the bracha? Like, if you like get it clean in your hands? Like, I thought about that question. You know, the, the question you're asking is you're not doing it for the purposes of achila. Right? You're getting it off your hands. So you can either waste it or, so, so the question is, is the svara, well, you could waste it, or you may as well just put it in your mouth, but then you're, you're kind of not intending for hanas achila as much as not to buy the baltashkas. <coughs> but that is kind of achila, right? <coughs> Your mother tells you not to waste the food on the plate. So, uh, I, thought about, I have thought about that question. What? It depends on how sweet it is. How sweet it is? The stuff you're licking off your hands. No. Because if it's tasty, then, you know, it could be that you really want to eat it, yeah. and... Um, okay. Moving on. Moving on. Amarav, kalanosein shalom kodem shispal ki'ilu asal bama. If you give, if you go, and we'll see, you got to wait, to wish shalom shalom aleichem, before you daven, it's like you made them into a bama, which seems to be a very strange language. I mean, I made you into an altar. It means I'm worshipping you, as opposed to worshipping God. So the Gemara says, Shalema, Rav says, You should, this is Isaiah chapter 2, I think. Uh, he says you should, you know, cease being worried about other people, you know, who are, who have the breath of life in their, in their nostrils, because they're not important. And Shmuel says, no, you don't have to reread the word. Amar, Shmuel Amar, why do you treat this person so importantly as opposed to God? So the Gemara says, You haven't davened yet, and you're saying Shalom to people. Worse, in the middle of Krishna. So the Gemara says, No, it means that you go, it's, that, it's not that I run into somebody, he comes into Shul, I say hello, or I'm walking in the street, I bump into him. I go out of my way to his door to say, wish him to say hello. Some of the Shalom want to say this is only if you say Shalom Aleichem, because, uh, because Shalom is Shalom Shalom Kaddish Baruch That doesn't make so much sense here, but, and therefore, but it's mutter to say Tzafra, Tzafra Tava. Right? You're going to say good morning. Uh, and others say, no, you're not allowed to go out of your way. Some say you're not allowed to go out of your way, and even if you see in the street, it's better to say Tzafra Tava than to say Shalom Aleichem. Pastors of the Gemara, it doesn't matter what your greeting is, it has to do with what your priorities are. So when you see what happens to run into someone in the street on the way to Shul, so you say good morning, or Shalom because you happen to run into the person, and be rude not to do so. But to go out of your way for anybody, that would be inappropriate. So this is a case here in Shul already. Somebody comes in and says, Go Shabbos, say good Shabbos in return. Amar of Idi Baravin, Amar of Yitzhak Barashian, Osu Lola Adam Lassus, Hafatsav Kodum Shispal, Shalemar Tzedek, Lefanadi Alechi, Asayna Derah Pamav. You're not allowed to eat, you're also not, not supposed to do your stuff if the time for davening has come. So if you look at these two drushers while they give the same idea, uh, um, they read the Pasuk um, slightly differently. The first reading is, that once you have davened, once you have in Matzik, somehow Kaddish Baruch Hu, then the Yosei Lederech Pe'amav. Then he, the davener, 
may put his footsteps. That's what a pa'am is. Shalosh pe'amim bashana is shalosh regalim. Uh, and the word sometimes pa'am appears literally as feet. Um, uh, where you have it in the... It's coming up. Uh, you know you know what the Aaron Kodesh looked like in the, in the Mikdash? The Aaron Habris? What? Yeah, there was a box. Did it have legs at the bottom? Had, like little legs in the corner? Not my picture of Buckingham Mishkan Mikayla. Yeah, but the Torah says it had legs. The Ben Ezra says that. It says, It says, It says, It had legs. That's what Ben Ezra says. Oh, the Bishon said it means on the four corners, the four sides, whatever. The Pshat is, the urn is like an Argos, which, you know, it's, it's like, you know, today, you're thinking like a bathtub, our bath, most bathtubs. But if you go to sort of older houses, sometimes the bathtubs, you know, they're, they're not built in, you know, so it's not like it's a box, it's like a legs or something like that. So that's the, that's the Pshat in the word Pa'amosav. Pa'am, Shalosh Pa'amim, Shalosh Ragalim, the Isha Zona, Mishlei, Pa'am Bachutz, Pa'am um Barachavos that means one foot here, one foot there. So that's what Yasem Lederach Pama means. He puts his sets his feet on the way. So the first reading is the Yasem is the person. The second reading that says that if you mispal and then you go Lederach Kadosh Baruch means that the Yasem is that God arranges things for you. So that's the difference between these two readings. And this is a very important question. Allah Chalas say that to learn before davening. So we assume that if you're learning in the place where they davening or I think we generally tend to be make a, on, on, not on eating and drinking. It's one thing we're not make a lot. Um, if a person is going to daven, as a minion kavua, they're going to daven at, um, and uh, and the, what the Haran say is that at least if you're going to do these things, you should at least say brachos first, and maybe and, and they say say kriyashma, but that only makes sense if this man has he's here already. If this is before alos hashachai, there's no iser at all because it's not there's no chiyav of tefillah or kriyashma at that time. Um, so you can eat. That's what people do sometimes on fast things. Um, you know, this is a good time of year if you're an early riser. For some reason, you want to do that because, you know, Allah uh, Sashach <coughs> is probably still not still not like till five forty-five or something like that. So, what about <coughs> exercise like after Allah Sashach? I think I think it falls in the same category. But as someone who appreciates that, so I think what you should you say brachos before, and if it's already most for me most of the time when I'm good, it's usually well least part of the year. It's it's, it's before Allah Sashach, but you could say kriyashma as well. Um, it goes to be in a minion later, so it doesn't mean all that time has to be waited, wasted, or you can't learn at that time. So I would recommend, yes, it's appropriate, it's okay, but at least say brachos and say kriya shema if it's halos already. Is there a preference to say the kriya shema that is your kiyuv as part of the? Um, if it, it, it depends on what cost. Um, so in a perfect world, yes, but if you want to make productive use of that time. So then you'll you'll say kriya shema then, and you'll say it again later. Okay. I, but I don't think about anywhere says by the way. Says that what you're suggesting. It's really clear from this Gemara that Kriyashan brachos don't work because the whole Kasha is only it's first this guy that's in the middle of Kriyashan and he's in the middle of Kriyashan brachos Kriyashan. Well, or you would say because this is called Hamis Palo, but but take a look, you'll see that's what they Yehoran said. That's where they also talk about drinking coffee, drinking drinking tea. The coffee, you know, if a person cannot focus on davening if they haven't eaten, so they're, they're considered a chol they're allowed to eat. Uh, if a person is ra'iv b'tzame, the Shulchan Aruch says they're allowed to eat, but you have to kind of define that. And you know, I'm hungry, um, but uh, they talk about assuming you're not. You're allowed to drink water and uh, and coffee and tea without sugar. They talk about what to do. You know, if you really you can't drink it without the sugar, it's kind of interesting. Uh, but that we already spoke about that in the first paragraph. So, okay. 
Amar Rav Yona, Amar Rav Zera, Kol Halon Shevasema Belo Halom Nikora. Anyone who sleep, has seven nights sleeps seven days in a row and has no dreams is considered evil. Shenemar Visavea Yalin Bal Yipaked Ra. Al Pikri Savea Ela Sheva. This is a very clever reading of the Pasuk. Um, the simple reading uh, is that someone who has fear of God is designated for life. Visavea Yalin, he will go to sleep sated. Bal Yipaked Ra. No bad shall be mentioned. But the way they're reading this is Visavea Visheva Yalin Bal Yipaked. If he goes to sleep seven days without being visited with a dream, ra, that person is bad. Fellas? What if one of the dreams is a nightmare? Is that considered a... I don't know. So this is a very funny Gemara. I don't know what most of you... I don't, I don't dream... I don't, well, I shouldn't say. I don't remember any dreams 99% of the time. I don't know if it's because our sleep patterns have changed. I've also disrupted them. But I, I would uh, permit me the license of the Darshan. Uh, I think what Rebchia... Uh, what Rebchia uh, what, what Bar means here, uh, what, what Zerah means here, is that a person who goes to sleep seven nights in a row, and they have no dreams, they have no visions, they have no aspirations, and what you think about during the day, what you aspire to in the day, is what you dream at night, so that person is called Ra. You're given a gift in this world from a Kaddish Baruch of life, you can do things with your life, you can serve a Kaddish Baruch you can make the world a better place, and if you can sleep seven nights in a row, and you have no dreams, you know, so you probably heard my Sicha about, it's not my shot, but about Yaakov Avinu, where he went to Haran, and uh, he dreamed and the fir- that on his way out of 14 years of Beis Medrash Hashem Be'ever, he dreams of angels ascending ladders, and then uh, after, 20, after 20 years in the house of Lavan, he dreams of sheep ascending, and that's how he knew it was time to go home, because his dreams had totally changed. So a person is supposed to have dreams, a person must have aspirations. A person doesn't have dreams, but, you know, that's it. That, that's a person who is wasting whatever talents your Bonashon has given you, so you have to aspire to use those. You have to Dream a little bit. You may not reach everything, but you have to you have to reach. So someone who goes to sleep seven nights, but sometimes you're so tired you can't dream about it. You can't think about anything. But if you're always going to sleep and you have no aspirations, when you're getting up for the next day, you're looking to be rested so you can once again conquer the world. So then there's something wrong. Uh, and then a different version, a different understanding of this pasuk. Anyone who sates themselves by learning Torah and then they go to sleep, if you go to sleep satiated with Torah, then nothing bad is going to come uh, to you. Uh, that is closer to the Pshat in the Pasuk. Not exactly, but yes, right? Except the Haggad earlier to take out Riyonah or Vizira in the parentheses, then the placement of this Haggad doesn't really make sense. Then the placement what? Meaning earlier you had the the Riyonah or Vizira in the parentheses. Uh, oh, oh, I see what you're saying. And then there's no other hook for Riyonah or Vizira to come in here with this other unrelated Haggad. Interesting. Very interesting. Uh, okay. That's a good error. Fine. Now, back to our regular halachic show, Eluhain Bein HaPrakim. And as we said, this is really should be originally Eluhain HaPrakim. These are the breaks. Amar Rabbi Yabam, Rabbi Yochanan, Halachic Rabbi Yehuda, Damar Ben Elokechem, La'emes V'yatziv, Lo'yafsek. As I mentioned before, some say it's like Emtza, some say you should be Mavsek at all. You just say Elokechem Emes. So, Amar Rabbi Yabam, Rabbi Yochanan, my tiny Rabbi Yehuda, why? B'chsev, HaShem Elokechem Emes, Elokechem Chaim, Umelech Olam, so, this is really the notion of Kaddish Baruch Hu's hallmark, his MS, his truth. 
and therefore it's inappropriate to be masked you'll be masked afterwards now the Gemara says assuming that it's not if you're davening by yourself or you're behind and you immediately go etc supposing it means that either you're waiting for the chazan or um, what's the other there's another scenario um, you pause for whatever reason so the question is, do you repeat the word MS to go with MS for Yatsin? So the Gemara says, Amar Bebar, Amar Biochanan, Chosever Omemes. And Rabba Amar Eno Chosever Omemes. That's which is the way we paskin. And then Ahut Anachas Kamei the Rabba, Shamei Rabba, the Amar MS MS, Trezimni, Amar Rabba, Kol MS MS, Tafsebahai. So he's got a stutter or he's like, uh, he's stuck on the word that he keeps saying MS. Rabba says, you don't, you don't repeat it. Okay. Amar Rabbi Yosef, Kamem Al Yahashmaitza. How wonderful is the following Sukha? The minhag in Eretz Yisrael, because there's no mitzvah tzitzis at night, so the minhag is that they wouldn't say the whole third parsha. So what, what do you get in the third parsha? The two things you get in the third parsha. There are actually six things you get in the third parsha. They were listed at the end of the first parak. There was that agada, we say that. But... Of, of, of real substantive obligations or one's not obligation. We have Mitzvah Tzitzis, as is alluded to in the Mishnah, because it's not no Heges Balayla. And what else do you get in that parsha? Sefer Tzitzis. The last Pasach. So regardless, they, they didn't want to say the whole middle, they didn't want to say the parsha because you don't need to say the parsha most about Tzitzis. So they actually said what is a Pasach in Parsha which is the way this Parsha starts. But but they wouldn't say They immediately go to So that's what they would do. And the Gemara later is going to explain what happened to Zechir Sitzis Well, they would say that in their shortened version of MS Emuna. What is very interesting, I think I mentioned this last semester, the Rush and the Rift don't quote the din of Maskeen and Tzitzvotan Balelos. They don't quote Rabbi Lassar the Rabbim does. But the Rush and the Rift omitted. This Gemara would seem to be a riot for the Rabbim, that we do pass in that way, because the Stam Gemara asked the question, what happened to Maskeen and Tzitzvotan Balelos? And the Gemara gives an answer that they did do it, they just didn't do it using the Pesukim. Okay, so anyway, so now the Gemara on this theme continues, Amalai Abayi, Maimayusa. Uh, what's so good about it? You're not allowed to start the last parsha. I mean, you don't need to start the last parsha night. But once you start it, you're supposed to finish it. When you only go to the words for Amartal because it's not unique to the parsha of Tzitzis. So Papa says, no, obviously in Eretz Yisrael they held that it's not called the Haskalah. You didn't start the third parsha where you need to finish it until you say something that is unique to the third parsha. But you have another occurrence of these psukim in the Torah without, if you don't say, Vasulah and Zitzis. And that is why the, the uh, um, it's in Vayikra Yudches Bey. So that's the last par- paragraph of Achremos. Okay. So now Abaye says, Amar Abaye. So Abayi says, well, look, we want to do what they do, it's so wonderful, we start the third parasha. Ah, but once we start the third parasha, we have to finish it, because we hold that the starting the third parasha occurs earlier than they held in Eretz Yisrael. So that's what we do. So now the Gemara says, Amar, 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 
Sarach Lomar Emes. Lomar Emes. If you don't say the, the, the third part at all, you don't need to say Emes Hamuna. So the Gemara says, What happened to Baskin and Tzitzvayim? The answer is the Amar Hachi Modim Anachnu Lacha Shem Elokeinu Shel Tzitzanam Yerak Tzitzvayim Ufti Sanam Ibeis Avadim Vaasis Alanu Nisim Mivuras Al Hayam Visharnu Lach. What does Visharnu Lach mean? What do they sing to him? Um, Rashi says uh, that they would continue with Mi Chamocha. Mi Chamocha. That's how you get a segue. The Mi Chamocha. Right? Right, that was, that was, we do Shira Chadashah Shibachu Gulim in the morning, right? The Shira. So, we basically, you say, thank you God for taking us out of Egypt, redeeming us in the house of slaves, and doing these miracles on the Yom, and we sang to you, Mi Chamocha Bainam Hashem, and you continue on. To God, Yisrael. Okay. Gemara continues. Tanya, Rabbi Shimon, Bar Yochai Omer, B'dinu Shriyakim Shema Levayim Shamor Shazelumor V'zelalamed, V'yalim Shema Levayim Shazelumor V'zelasos. As Delamed V'zelasos. So the Rashi explains, in order to be able to teach, you have to learn. Uh, that's why learning comes first, because the first parsha has Mishinon Tamlach Amidi Bar Tavam, whereas the second parsha is only Binimad Temosam Espenechem Adabarbam. It's only teaching, and the last parsha has no teaching or learning. It's just doing. So, um, so the Gemara explains that, that's, that this is the alternate reason, not the one that's given in Mishnah. Remember, what was the reason of the Mishnah? Shema comes about before the Shema, because first you make Kabbalah Lamach Hashanayim, before you make Kabbalah which we didn't explore fully, but that is relevant to this coming week's parasha. How? This is a famous Machlokas. Rambam and Sa'ad Yagaon. Whether you count Anochi Hashem Elokech as a mitzvah. So the Rambam counts it as the first mitzvah, as, as the first mitzvah in the Sefer Mitzvahs. But the Ramban, uh, not the Sadion, Bahag, excuse me. The Ramban explains the reason why the Bahag doesn't count Anochi Hashem Elokech as a mitzvah is because you can't have a mitzvah to uh, accept God's mitzvahs, to believe in God. First you have to believe in God. Then you can be obligated in his mitzvahs. But until you, it, it, until you believe in the notion of a commanding God, so you can't have a mitzvah. So you can't have anochi Hashem elokecha until you believe anochi Hashem elokecha. Then you can have mitzvahs. So uh, that's why it doesn't make sense to be mekabel all mitzvahs before you mekabel machshemayim. The we don't do mitzvahs because they're fun. We don't do mitzvahs because they're nice. We don't do mitzvahs because they make the world a better place. We do mitzvahs because anochi Hashem elokecha because kasher tzurani Hashem Yes, most mitzvahs. Most of the time, we understand why they're good for us, why they're good for the world, why they, why they make us happy, and so on. Some of them are hard, some of them are hard. Some of the time, some of them are hard. That's the way it is. But we do mitzvahs not because they're easy, because they're hard, because they're fun, because they're not fun. We do mitzvahs because God commanded us. So that's why you have to be mekabel omach shemayim tchila, and then you mekabel all mitzvahs. So that's the reason the Mishnah Rosh Hashanah offers a different reason in terms of what the parshas accomplished for us. So. Um, so anyway, what, one, one comment on the Mishnah, just to be shown him asked, the Mishnah asked, why does Parsha of Shema read before Aaron Shema? There's an obvious answer. Because it comes first. So what the Rishonim says, firstly, the question might not have been really directed at that, because after all, Vayomer comes before Shema. It's in Parsha Shach. So that would have gone first then. If, 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 you're, if, if your thinking is what comes first in Chumash, then why do we read the third Parsha third? We should read it first. Secondly, other Rishonim say, is that uh, obviously a mukla mukha batora? So the fact that Vayam Shema comes after Shema doesn't mean therefore you have to read it after Shema. Okay. So anyway, um, so the Gemara continues and says, "What are you talking about?" One second. 
You teach it to your children also. And the Dibar Tabam is you learn the Shinantam as you teach it. Ukshartam, Ukshartam is Maisa. The two, Bahayam Shamal, Lulame, who the Ispe, the last of Slaspe, Vaksib Ukshartem, Ukshartam. Just, I, I just want to make an observation because uh, I once took a, a, a Smicha. Uh, 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 class, you know, it was one of these mandatory rabbinic training classes where the person who taught the class yeah. was a rabbi, but not a learned rabbi, um, who did not seem to understand it. There's an ukshartem. Ukshartem is. Ukshartem is. You do it. Ukshartem is tying them. Ukshartem is singular. The kasharta osam. You singular shall tie them. Ukshartem doesn't have a suffix. It's you plural shall tie. That's why it's Ukshartem Osam, the Osayakam. The Osam is separated from it. Because you can't, you can't stick the Osam suffix when you already have uh, Ukshartem. So, okay, if white people weren't aware of that, but that's the difference. Ukshartem is a, is a compound. Ukshartem Osam. Ukshartem is a single word. It is plural person on the verb. How does that come up in the Svicha class? Because we gave some Blasha on it, and it means we didn't know what the words meant. I want to be done, Lacasco. Listen, we have English, we have English translations. You know, I, I have to tell you, there's a part of me I don't have the energy right now, but I want to like make an optional thing. If I if I had the koach to give another lunch, where I just want to do Judaism, what I want to, I want to start read the sitter with people uh, for myself also. You know, I noticed something. I first time in my life I thought about it because. Who learned? You know, the problem is you're taught to daven before you're taught to understand what you're davening. So you just do it. But you notice we say, And then, now you skip something, I think. I, I, I don't again, it's hard, but I have to get in, in flow of it. Vididim he'evarta. And by Yechasumayim Tzarehem. So I have a question for you. What happened first? Did the Zedim Tibata and then Vididim Havarta? Or was Vididim Havarta? The Jews passed through you. Balabal passed through. And then the Zedim Tibata. This is perfect. This is twice. Yeah, it looks like um, that the Mitzrayim were um, drowned while Benesal were still in there. I don't, I, I didn't have the chance to go back and look at the Psukim, but that is clearly when God was drowning the Egyptians, and the Malachi Ashare said, Manishtanu elu me'elu. Now, that's a question that makes much more sense when both of them are in the Yam, and the Yam is only drowning one of them, and the others are walking out. So, I believe, I, I, I just, this is Lidugma, because I realize I want to go back and read like I'm a Tinoch, and I never learned this before. I have, obviously, more tools than I did when I was a Tinoch, but to understand why is it Zedim Tivata Bidim Havata is backwards. The answer is no. The assumption is that, I think, that the Jews, that the Yam was already collapsing while the Jews were in there. I think it was like that in the Ten Commandments. So I don't remember. The Ten Commandments, what, what did they do? I don't know. You open it? What? I don't remember if they were followed that way. But I think, I, but, but, yes, I understand. That's part of the, so we don't, you know, you don't, you know, you don't get to, when I spoke about the Mun on Thursday, you don't get to learn Chumash for the first time more than once. And that's unfortunate because it's not Chadashim enough every time you read it. Right? It's a challenge. Uh, there's, no, there's no simple solution. Now, there's a passage of Rabbeinu Bechayah that Professor Bernstein always used to read in the beginning of the Bible. Rabbeinu Bechayah comments that we learn Tanakh, we learn Chumash when we were Tinokos. So now we're coming back to an adult. It's a totally different exercise. 
Right? We learned it when we are when our minds were not sophisticated in the same way. So that's a challenge. So anyway, um, that's the difference. That's why I corrected myself as reading it. Is that it's Ukshartem, but Ufsavtam Almazuzos Besefshvech. Ufsavtam is for some strange reason switches back into the singular. By the way, note that Sefer Dvarim Moshe Rabbeinu switches all the time back and forth the singular plural. Venasati Esev Besad Dachal Ventachal Yachal Tavasavata Hishamu Lachem. It's all over. Sefer Dvarim. It's all over this switching back and forth, even within one pasuk. The Targumim have a general tendency to level. In fact, the Targumim of Eretz Yisrael, as a general rule, pluralize almost everything. They were pluralists, obviously. Okay, moving on. The Gemara continues. So what do you mean? There's no lasos in the second parasha? So, El HaKhi Tamar, Bedinu Shetiktam Shema Levayim Shamoa, Shezeh Lomod Lame Velasos. Vahayim Shema Levayim Shezeh Yesh Valame Velasos. Vayomer Eba El Lasos Bavad. So the Gemara says, What do you need these reasons? We already have in the Mishnah. The answer is, In other words, I'm giving you another reason why it should be this way. There's another reason as well. Okay, so now the Gemara continues and says the following. Rav Mashi Yadei, Rav washed his hands. The He read Kriyashma and then he put on Tfilin. And then... Umitzale, and then he would daven. Okay. Um, now, how could he do that? Vatanya, hachofer kuch lemeis bekever, you're dealing a crypt for a person's died, and you're a grave digger. So when you're digging a grave for a person who's died, you're pater for mitzvahs. Because I'll see for mitzvah, pater for mitzvah. So the pater mi kriyashma and atfilah and atfilah, you call mitzvahs for the spetorah. Tosas talks about aren't. Why are Kriyashma and Tefillin and Tefillin Mitzvah so much with her? But they are, okay. He gives man Kriyashma. O levenota yada maniach tefillin akari Kriyashma mispalos. The first problem is, one second, you just said he's potter. Now you say, when Zman Kriyashma comes, he's got to do all the Mitzvah. So what's going on? So that the Gemara says, Hagufa kasha, Reisha amar potter sefer chai, holo kasha, sefer betray Reisha bachai. If there are two of you digging the grave, then uh, then one of you can take turns digging the grave. So the, and take turns saying Kriyashma. So the, in Shulchan Aruch, if you look, in Hilchas Avelos, this is only true if you can't both dig at the same time. If you can both dig at the same time, and there's a need to get the grave done, then you both dig until you're done, and then if you have time to say Kriyashma, you say Kriyashma. But uh, it just means where only one person can dig at a time, and they're alternating. So once you're doing that, once you're alternating, let the other person uh, say, uh, uh, say Kriyashma, and then you'll say Kriyashma. But the question of the Gemara really is the following. Um, the question of the Gemara is Kasha the Rav, why? Because you put on the Tefillin and then you read Kriyashma and you daven. You don't put on the Tefillin after you say Kriyashma and then daven. Um, so the Gemara says, first suggests, Rav Krav Yishu Ben Karach HaSviyelei. So you know, Rav must told that the first thing you do is to do the Mechaba Omach Shemayim. You have to do the first Pasha of Kriyashma before you do Mitzvah. Once you do the first Pasha of Kriyashma, so then you say the rest of Kriyashma. Then you do the Mitzvah. First you talk, first you plan, then you do. So the Gemara says, one second. Amar da Amar Yishuvin Karcha lahakdim kriya lakriya kriya lasiya mishamis lay. We don't. The Yishuvin Karcha would say that you that you don't do mitzvahs until you're in Kriyashma. Of course you do mitzvahs. It means when you're reading Kriyashma, how do they order the stuff? The answer is first you do this, then you do that. First you bekabal shemaim in the kriya, then you do talk about the old mitzvahs. Because one has primacy. Um, but when you talk about doing, you're already Mikabal. Why was already Mikabal Omitsus when he started being, whenever he was from? He was already Mikabal Omitsus. So now, 
he had, well, we have a mitzvah kriyashma. You, before you do mitzvahs in the morning, let's say you get up long before David, you can do mitzvahs. So, okay, you learn, you have to make birchas, uh, you have to make birchas in before you learn. You can do gemilas chasadim in the morning. Before you do gemilas chasadim in the morning, you have to first say, mekabal ani alay, alay alay chasadim. No, you don't. You just do mitzvahs. You're already, you're, you're a firm person. You mekabal al mitzvahs. Now you do the mitzvahs. There's an obligation to have a formal pronunciation of Kabbalah's Omach Shemayim, Kabbalah's Omitzis every day. So that, there's a Seder that you do Kabbalah's Omitzis, then Kabbalah's Omach Shemayim, then Kabbalah's Omitzis. The two, Misava Lake Rabbi Shemakarcha, is that even true? Did Rav actually hold like Shemakarcha? The Hamar of Hebra Abba, Zimnin Sagi and Hava Kaimna Kamei de Rav, Umakdim Mashi Yade, Umavarek, Umasna Perkadumana, Philavakar Kriyashma, and probably Umitzala. So many times I was in, I learned, I was in Rav's presence. And he would get up early, wash his hands, make the bracha on Vnatila Sadaim, and then make the, sorry, make the bracha on Birchas teach us Mishnayis, and then uh, he would put on Tillin Davin, say Kriyashma Davin. So you see the Rav himself put on Tillin before Kriyashma. If you're going to tell me, you know why he did that? Because it wasn't Tillin Kriyashma, so he put on the Tillin before. In came my Asadase de Vachibarashi. Then what was Rav Chaim Rashi teaching us, other than the fact that Rav had Tzilin and Kriyashma in front of him, and he put on Tzilin before he said Kriyashma. So that would contradict what Rav did in the first story. So the Gemara said, no, that you can answer. The Gemara's answer is, um, it could be, it could be that, uh, that, that it was Lafukim Iman Da'am and Lamishka Ein Tzarech We learned in the first parak that there's a multiple shitos. What do you have to make Berchas on? The closer you are to Torah Shabbat the more you have to make Berchas on. We spoke about that. The, the Torah Shabbat is all God's handiwork. Torah Shabbat is more our handiwork. So the more you get into Torah Shabbat the more you would think you don't have to make Berchas because you don't have to thank God for giving it to us because he didn't, because we got it ourselves. Okay. So anyway, so the Gemara says, okay, but at the end of the day, um, so what does Rab do? How could Rab put on Tfilin after Kriyashma. Because um, you had Zman Kriyashma and Zman Tfilin in front of you, put on the Tfilin first. So the Gemara says, Shlucho uh, Da'avis. What happened there is that the Shaliach messed up. The Shaliach was supposed to bring Rav's Tfilin and he got the lead. So he literally means the Shlucho Da'avis, he made things crooked. So Rav didn't have the Tfilin. So he said, what was he going to do? He said, do nothing. He said, Kriyashma. And then they brought him the Tfilin. So this is a very important question. How did Rav put on Tfilin? Hmm. Is it a hefseh between the rule of tefillah? Is an interruption in Kriyashma? So the, what you see from the Gemara, obviously, is that you're allowed to put on tefillah then after Kriyashma. There's a whole discussion in Shem about the brachos and about palace. So our practice, I think, the Ramos says, is you don't make brachos. In Kriyash, if tefillah comes, I think what they say to do is, generally speaking, like if the tefillah comes in the middle of the first bracha, wait till after you're at Samaros, then put on the tefillah. I think the Mechaber says you can make a bracha. I think the Ramos says we don't. Um, uh, talus itself is a machlokas. I think we will put on the talus without a bracha. The only time you interrupt in the middle of the parak is in the middle of Kriyashma. If you're in the middle of Kriyashma and they bring you tefillin, you stop right then and you put on tefillin. Why? Because the Gemara continues and says, Amar ula Someone who's mechuyiv in the midst of tefillin. And they read the Kriyashma and they're not wearing tefillin when they're supposed to be wearing it. It's like they're testifying falsely against themselves. You say one thing, this is the mitzvah, and then you, you're acting, you're doing something else. 
the next interpret next comment, Amrachibar Abar Ryokan Kiilu Hikrivola below Mincha Vizavak Balon Sachim, it's like you brought a carbon ola without bringing the minchas and the sachem with it, or a carbon shlomim without the minchas and the sachem with it. The, the reason why the mincha and the sachem mean the same thing here, the Rishonim point out the reason they chose this language is ola u mincha zevach and the sachem varyom biyomo at the end of Parshas Pinchas. So that's why they chose ola below mincha zevach below the sachem. And it's the same thing when you bring a carbon ola, you bring a carbon shlomim, you have to bring a minchas and the sachem with it as a general rule which is flour and oil mixed together, and wine, and you burn the flour and oil in the nisbeach, all of it, and you lie and you libate, libate now. If you didn't bring the nisachim, you're mekayin the mitzvah, let's say it was your nether of shlamim, but you're not mekayin the mitzvah b'shle musa. So, Rabbeinu Yoda points out that the difference between the first thing, that it's a terrible thing, but you mekayin the mitzvah kriya shemem b'shle musa, even without the tefillin. The second version is you're not even mekayin the mitzvah of kriya b'shle musa, without wearing the tefillin. You mekayin the mitzvah, but it's eh, it's a hef kiyum ha-mitzvah. But that's why, in the middle, you can even put on the tefillin. So, again, some Rishonim say you don't put on a talus at all, because you don't need talus for Kriyashma. Talus is a lechiv. If you wear a four-corner bag, if you don't wear a four-corner bag, there's no obligation at all. Whereas tillin is a chiv on the gafra, and therefore you're supposed to be uh, wearing tillin uh, during Kriyashma, during the day, and if you're not doing so, it's or worse, and therefore it's better that you, uh, that you stop right there and put on the tillin again. The bracha is a separate question, because the bracha you can make later. The bracha you can make it's any mitzvah that is continuous, you can make the bracha at any point until you stop doing it. Uh, with respect to the mitzvah of tzitzis, so um, both the, the Gemara's assumption that, that tzitzis is not nohegis balayla assumes that tzitzis is a mitzvah which is what we usually assume. There are two deos that we've shown him. There are, really, there are three deos if you look at everything together. There are those who think that the mitzvah of tzitzis is a mitzvah only by yom, not by lina. You wear a four-corner bar- garment during the day, you have to put on tzitzis. At night, you don't have to wear tzitzis. There are those who think that it's not yom by but ksus yom versus ksus lina. Any garment that's typically worn during the day requires tzitzis. Any garment that's only worn at night does not require tzitzis. And then there's a third shita, is that tzitzis is not a chiv on the gavra in any way. It's a chiv on the chov on the talis. And even if you don't plan on wearing the baguette, if the baguette is sitting inside your chest in your drawer, or maybe you have to eventually plan to wear it, but you're not wearing it right now, you mechulir ta tzitzis on it then. If you hold that way, then it's not a mitzvah mangrama. Arguably, even sosyom is not really a mitzvah mangrama. I think the mainstream opinion is that it's telling you malayla, and that's why it's a mitzvah mangrama, and that's why women are peturas from mitzvah tzitzis. The Gemara talks about one of the Amorayim. And around Tanan, he used to put tzitzis on, uh, 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 I think it was what the Pirzube or something, the Inche Bese, on his wife, on his the woman in the house. He used to put tzitzis on the Bergadah because it's not a Mrs. Sessation's Is there a question? Okay. Fine. So now, the uh, Gemara continues, but so he just finished the Sugya. If you want a completely proper the first thing you do is you make sure you've gone to the bathroom if you need to, so you're not distracted by that. You should do the Tzidah Shadayim, you should put on Tzidahim, no more bamos here. 
he built a mizbeach for Hitler love korban. The chsid erchatz ben ifayon kapai vasovava es mizbachacha Hashem. I will wash with cleanliness my hands, and I will walk around your mizbeach. So if you do netila shedayim before doing all these things, it's like you built. This is the the, the, the shleima here is the netila shedayim. It's having washed your hands. It's like you built a mizbeach. Uh, the next slide, I don't really know exactly what it means. Amali rava lo sevar lamar ki ilu taval. The chsid erchatz ben ifayon v'lo chsid architz kapai. I, get, I think rather just making a statement, you could have said even more. If you wash your hands, it's like you did tefillah, which is a greater purification. Okay. Fine. So Ravina says, Rabbi, did you see this young whippersnapper rabbi who came from Eretz Yisrael? And he said, if you don't have water, you can wash your hands and clean your hands in dirt, in, 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 in uh, uh, pebbles, kismis are like splinters, you can use any stuff to wipe your hands. So Ravina seems to thought it was ridiculous. Amalei, Rabbi said to him, Shatir Kamar. He said, Well, Miksir Erchatz Bamayim, Benikayoksir, Komidin in the Nake. Anything that you can cling to your hands with. Daha, Rabchista Lait, Amanda Mahadar, Amaya, Beidan Slusa. This is the Girsa of Chachme Ashkenaz, um, uh, that Rabchista would curse somebody who was busy running around trying to get water during time when you're supposed to say Kriyashma and Slusa and Dafne. Meaning, make sure you clean your hands some other way. You don't have to get, you don't have to do it to the Shadayim. So now we have words in the Gemara that come from the Gaonim of the Rif, according to Chachmei Ashkenaz. Vahani mila the Kriyashma, avol tefila mahader. Tefila, you have to supposed to be the mahader, but at kama at parsa, up until a parsa, which is for milin, which is something like um, I don't know uh, two and a half miles, let's say, if the mil was two thousand amos. Vahani mila the kame, avol achore only afilu milin nechazer. You don't have to go back even a meal. But a minay, meal huday nechazer, pachas nechazer. You have to go back if it's less than 2,000 amas. Less than, let's say, a kilometer. Approximately. So, Chachmei and Ashkenaz think that, no, there's no chiv to get your hands are clean. If you clean your hands one way or another, there's no, we don't want you to go running around to get water because we're afraid you're going to be over this man. Those who distinguish between Kriyashma and Tefillah is because Kriyashma is the right side when we're worried about it. But also, Kriyashma has an earlier zman, whereas Tefillah might do less so. Um, there is a Gemara in Apsachim that says Lagabo Latila and Lenatila Dalid Milan, which is a parsa. So that that Watosis that seems to be the same Gemara here that the fun of a parsa. So they say that means something else. It doesn't mean Natila Sadaim. Natila means Natila if you want to eat bread, that Natila Sadaim for um, for for Davani or for Kriyashma. Gabal has to do with uh, if you if you want to make your eat your chulin betara or something, uh, you want someone who d- makes the bread betara so the chali you separate will be tahar. So you're, and you have a gabal who's a chaver. You're supposed to go up to four milin and then tefillah. What some of the rishonim say is if there's a minion, if there's no minion within uh, uh, within a person in front of you, but a meal behind you, then then you just dam biyachidus, which is interesting because that would suggest it's not clear whether it's a chiv or whether it's an eitzatova, um, but that's how they understand the Gemara Sacham. But Chachmei Ashkenaz say you don't have any of these any of this language here, uh, and uh, and if you don't have water readily available, you clean your hands or you clean them for kriyashma and for tefillah. All right. Any questions? All right. In our class, we have Midan Tzilusa, Bahani Milita, and Kishma. Is that Tzilusa like contemporary with the first like happening? Well, firstly, some shown him don't have Tzilusa. They just have Eilat Bad. But but you have Tzilusa there. So then it's a very difficult Gersa, Bahani Milita, Kishma. That's the shown point that out. You just said Davening, but Midan Tzilusa, except for not Tzilusa. So yeah. Could you read it as not? 
Correct, correct. It means Shabbat. That's how the Riff would have to say it. It means the, the general time that people are, are dotting. Yeah. Okay.